I'm Miguel Munoz. And I'm Zach Cohen, and you're listening to The Top 3 Podcast, Season 2. Welcome back to the Top 3 Podcast. I'm Miguel, here with Zach. Today we're going to be talking about the NFL Draft, going over all of our 32 picks, as well as superlatives for the draft, including the busts, sleepers, uh, who we think could be a pro bowler, and who has the highest floor and ceiling. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we don't have a guest this episode because we were supposed to have one, but uh, his friend drove to the wrong store, so he couldn't make it in time. I know it sounds like it I'm was, joking, was, but I'm really not. Story. It fell through. Yeah, it fell through. It fell oh, through. It fell through. Uh, yeah, it's not that no one wanted to be on because we, we actually have numerous people who asked to be on the podcast. Speaking of which, some, Miguel, someone actually texted me today. I'll read out the text. Uh, yeah, you want this being recorded? Yeah, sure. He just texted me. Hey, yo, can I be on the pod? And I said, maybe. And I just... So, so I mean... text from yourself? Because that sounds like uh, it. It was not a text from myself. It was a text from someone who's already been on the podcast, to be fair. But yeah, you ready to get into it? Like, as Miguel said, we'll do um, our 32 picks, all 30, the entire first round, superlatives, and then hot takes sent in by you, the listeners. Uh, do you want me to start off? I think the first pick, we know who's going first overall. Yeah, you can start it off then. First, for the first overall pick in this year's NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Zach Wilson. No, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. He's been the first overall pick since the national championship game his freshman year. Everybody knew he was going first overall this year. It's just 6'6", has all the tools he needs to be a pro bowler. People say he's the best prospect since Andrew Locke. My personal opinion, I think he's good. I don't think he's next that level. I think he's a very good prospect, but I wouldn't call him as one of the greatest prospects of all time. Just my personal opinion. But still miles ahead of any other player in this draft. I think the only other player who really compares with him is Kyle Pitts. And you don't draft a tight end first overall. Uh, Yep, I'm going to agree with you, Zach, here. I'm going to have Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson uh, going first. Um, Just... Overall, I think he's the best player in the draft, and I think it's a no-brainer for Jacksonville. They definitely need a QB, and they're in rebuild mode, obviously. So I think Trevor Lawrence is for sure the pick to, for um, them right here. Yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer didn't come out of retirement to coach Zach Wilson. Number two, speaking of Zach Wilson, number two overall, the Jets, Zach Wilson, quarterback at BYU. Yep, I'm also going to go Zach Wilson here. Uh, for the Jets, although I do not think they should draft him, I think Thank that's what's going to happen um, because uh, it seem it seems like they want to draft him, uh, and like a lot of people view him as uh, QB two in this draft. I do, I personally do not, but um, it just seems like that it, they're lined up to draft him. Um, so yeah, I mean anything could happen, but I think that's what's going to happen. I personally view him as like. I don't even view him as QB3, if I'm being honest. I think that he's played against very weak opposition all season at, when he played for BYU. Very weak conference. And then the one good team he played, Coastal Carolina, he wasn't great, was he? And Carolina's not even super good. They were like... They were a top 20 top team. They, mean, were, like, they were they were a decent team. But like, yeah. yeah, they lost. Did they lose that game? Coastal Carolina beat BYU. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in Mormons versus Mullets, which is one of the coolest names yeah. ever. But also, when you watch BYU game tape, his offensive line was so dominant, and he was on a superior team. Now, I do think his pro day really helped him because the angle he was releasing these throws at. But end of the day, I just think that I think he could be good. Chris Sims, the analyst for NBC Sports, has him as his QB one. Says he reminds him a lot of Mahomes. The only way I really see the Mahomes comparisons are the way he can just throw the ball from any platform or any angle. Arm strength isn't as good. He's not as athletic. And I think that although he has one of the coolest names in sports, an incredible first name, just beautiful, if you will. I just don't love him as a prospect. But And if I'm the Jets, I trade down and get so I can have more uh, pieces around your future quarterback. Because realistically, you throw Zach Wilson to the Jets, it's not going to be great. But you're saying they should trade down, but they don't have a quarterback right now. You trade down to say, 
eight, you pick up a first round pick this year and two first rounds for next few years, you can probably get Fields or Lance there and then you can truly rebuild. And I think that's what you would do. That's what I would do. Yeah, I see that happening, but I feel like I feel like what the Jets want to do is just focus on we need it. We need to QB right now. So I don't think they, I don't think they will take any chances on trading down to get a QB. They they view as not not as likely to be their QB of the future. Although I do agree with what you're saying. Like that plan would be a good plan. Okay. Speaking of quarterbacks who I don't rate very highly, third overall, Mac Jones, 49ers. Mac Jones is out of Alabama. Oh no! Do you, who do you have third overall? I actually do not have Mac Jones third. I you am have. with who I think is a close to to Trevor Lawrence. Not super close, but um, Justin Fields. Yes, I have Justin such Fields a homer. State. I think that he has been super underrated because he had a couple bad games. Also, um, yeah, yeah, he came back. One of those bad games, he came back from COVID. And the things are like when you see the reports, he doesn't work hard enough. He's first of all, he got broke his ribs in the middle of a game and came back in. He's incredibly. I, just, I think I think all these are coming from he played one bad game in the Big Ten championship. Again, um, they still won. Where he he had an injured wrist um, and didn't have his wide receiver one, which accounted for uh, both of his interceptions. Um, because the wide receiver messed up on both of those plays. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he he still played very well against Clemson, who has a quality defense or had one that year. Um, and I think he is um, definitely being underrated. And I think the 49ers will uh, pounce on that chance to take Fields, who is definitely a generational talent uh, here at three. I really like Fields. I mean – I think part of it is people say he's not smart enough. Man's had a 3.9 GPA and got offers to Yale and Harvard. I think a lot of this is honestly racial profiling that they're saying he's not hardworking enough. He doesn't want enough. You would never see this about Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence. And the 49ers taking Mac Jones, he's a classic Shanahan quarterback, which I guess makes sense. Also, apparently he's like one of the smartest players most interviewers have ever seen, which good for him. But he got a DUI. Do you know how hard it is to be arrested if you're an Alabama football player in Tuscaloosa? You have to you have to really risk someone's life. The Tuscaloosa Police Department will do everything they can to protect you. And the fact that he still got a DUI when he's a quarterback for Alabama means it was probably worse than what we know. And that's just why I did he learn from it? He might have. But also, being the quarterback for Alabama is one of the easiest jobs in the nation. I am convinced that any of the top 12 quarterbacks in the nation, or pretty much over 50% of the D1 quarterbacks could have led that team to a national championship. Unbelievable receivers, Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. They had a great running back, dominant offensive line, and even an incredible defense. It's just such an easy job, and I think that we're overrating how good Mac Jones was at it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, who do you have for four, Zach? Fourth pick, Atlanta Falcons. I'm going with my second best player in the draft overall, Kyle Pitts tight end at Florida. Unbelievably dominant. So unbelievably dominant. He, if it's not for him, Kyle Trask doesn't get anywhere near as much hype as he did this season. And he's just physically better. He's faster. He has better hands. He's massive. He's going to be impossible to guard at the next level. And I, well, he was impossible to guard in college. And I think he's going to be a mismatch from day one. And how, how exciting is the idea of him, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley all in the same receiving core? Unbelievably exciting. I think this would be a good pick for the Falcons as he's a true game changer on offense. Yep. Here I'm, I've been very back and forth on Kyle Pitts. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but here I am going to go with Kyle Pitts. I think the Falcons will take him. I think he is behind Lawrence, one of the most, maybe, maybe I would consider him the second best overall player in this draft. Uh, definitely he's in the top three with, uh, Lawrence and Fields. Um, and he is one of the most athletic tight ends you will ever see. And I think he fits the modern NFL and it's passing game very well today, similar to like how Travis Kelsey does. Um, 
and he is not like a very old fashioned kind of tight end where he's a blocker, but he can even play wide receiver and is a very fast tight end as well. So I think this is a good fit here for the Falcons. Yeah, I think that he's not the best blocker. So I think there's a chance whatever team he gets drafted to place him at the receipt at receiver because he'll be a massive mismatch there. But yeah, he's just an unbelievable specimen. I think uh, Matt Miller, the NFL draft scout on ESPN, compared him to the LeBron James of tight end. And I don't think he's as nearly generational as LeBron James is. He's a ridiculous player. He's bigger, faster, more athletic, better hands. It's just the full package there. Fifth overall, who you got Bengals taking? Um... Fifth, I'm going to go with Penny Sewell um, from Oregon, the offensive tackle. You really uh, want that, I, don't you? <laughs> what do you mean? You, that, you mean I don't I don't want them to take Jamar Chase? Yeah, I think, well, I think I like Jamar Chase a lot more than I like Sewell. So if I were you, I'd rather yeah. have. I mean, as a Dolphins fan, I definitely want to, uh, to get some help at wide receiver. But I also do think I've seen a lot of stuff like Bengals fans also do want to, some of them do want to get, uh, offensive line because the thinking is it's better to protect Joe Burrow rather than get a receiver for him, but he gets tackled on every down. So I think Seal will definitely help Joe Burrow stay um, safe, especially with the injuries he's had recently and over this past season. I think that's got to be a priority for the Bengals, and I think they're going to take um, Seal here because they want to protect him. As a bystander, I think they take uh, Sewell here because Trevor, have you seen Joe Burrow's knee? Like in the uh, Bengals jersey press run, they like had pictures of his knee. It's really bad. He had a really gnarly injury. And the thing is, you need to protect QB1. In my opinion, offensive tackle is the second most important position in the NFL behind QB. So, And I think that's the priority. However, from what I've heard from my sources inside the league, which include reading Twitter, so I don't really have sources. Uh, you can laugh, Miguel. No. Okay, fair no. enough. I think that Joe Burrow will campaign for him to take his old college teammate and the one who he led to becoming the best receiver in college football last year, even when Judy, Lamb, Jefferson, and Ruggs were all in college. Jamar Chase, my easily QB1, I think probably my third overall player in the entire draft. It's just, again... He's fast, he's big, he's athletic. Oh, you he's everything you need in a receiver. He sat out this year, and I think that really helped him because the LSU quarterback situation was, uh, let's say, not the best. And who knows what would have happened to his stock if he had to play with a really poor quarterback play all season. But we, he got a – and you could see at the combine, he ran in the fourth – or not the combine, at his pro day, he ran in the four threes. He's an unbelievable talent, and he's my number one receiver in the draft. Six, I assume you take. You have the Dolphins taking Chase. Yep, I have them taking Chase. I think they're they are definitely going to go for some offensive help for Tua. I think that's one thing they were lacking a lot. They definitely need a wide receiver too, along with Demonte Parker. Um, and their injuries, especially with the wide receiver and tight end positions, have hurt them a lot. So I think that uh, getting a wide receiver here like Chase, who's fast very explosive and is just a overall great playmaker on the field will definitely help their offensive game. Yeah. I mean, I have the Dolphins taking Penny Sewell. He also sat out this year, but people were saying last season, well, before last season, that I guess last season, yeah, whatever, that there was an argument between Sewell and Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. Obviously, Sewell in our mock draft is going five or six, so he's clearly not in that conversation. But he, people are thinking he's a truly generational offensive tackle. So, yeah, he's just a really good player. Uh, speaking of which, generational, a lot of people think he's a certain pro bowler. Who do you think the most likely to be a pro bowler in this draft is? Um, honestly, here I'm going to go Jamar Chase. I know that it it's maybe not the best pick, but I think that with QBs, it's always very difficult to see, uh, like predict whether they're going to be whether they're going to be a Pro Bowler, especially the ones um, drafted early on, because 
with a situation, you can never predict whether a QB is going to do good. But with positions like running back, wide receiver, especially, you can get a, you can play on a terrible team but get great um, uh, stats. Like Odell Beckham did for so many seasons for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, and I also think, assuming Jamar Chase gets strapped to a team like the Dolphins, the Dolphins are already in a good situation. I mean, they made they made the playoffs. Uh, I mean, sorry, they didn't make the playoffs. They just, they just missed the playoffs, but they're definitely in the contention for the playoffs. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that uh, it, it definitely depends where he goes, but I think Chase can definitely make a huge impact no matter where he is. I have Kyle Pitts here. I just think that he's truly generational at tight end, and he's unbelievable. And I think that he's a light – tight end's also a much weaker position in NFL than receiver because – my honest opinion, going into the league, he might be the fourth or fifth best tight end already. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. That might be the only players ahead of him. Maybe Ertz as well. Maybe. I, Ertz is getting old. Yeah, that's true. So the fact that he's already, a, in my opinion, going, he could already be a top five tight end. And in my pro, in both of our projections, he's going to Atlanta, which has steady quarterback light and good receivers that will make sure teams can't double cover him. I think he's a sure five. I think... Wouldn't be too much to say he could be a Pro Bowl or rookie season. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. Um, so Zach, who do you have seven? Who do you have the Lions taking? Devonta Smith. They let Galladay go in free agency, and pretty good replacement is the Heisman, the Heis, the reigning Heisman winner at wide receiver, Devonta Smith. One, my only concern about him is his frame. He looks quite skinny. It's like what would happen if I were an NF. If, if, if I entered the NFL, I think he needs to put some muscle on it because linebackers or safeties just pop him. But apart from that, good ball skills, deceivingly quick, just a good player all around. Yep, I'm going to agree with you. I have Devontae Smith. Um, as you said, Heisman winner. I think if he drops down to seven here, this has got to be a no-brainer for the Lions. I mean, they're not in a really great situation. And yeah, you, as you mentioned with God leaving, they uh, have a gap at wide receiver and Smith can definitely fill that gap. He's got a really bright future ahead of him. Although there are, are some concerns, but I think the lions need to hope for the best and take a chance on Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the one thing they might go here is quarterback. Cause in my simulation projection, there's, my QB2 and QB3 still available, so going Fields or Lance would be very uh, entertaining or possible, but I got them going Smith. Eighth overall, Panthers. I have them going Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Now, this isn't what I think will happen. Lance, this is, not, this is what I think will happen, excuse me, not what I want to happen. Lance is QB4. No, my QB3. Concerns with him, doesn't have enough game tape, played almost a game manager role. Weak opposition, North Dakota State is dominant in the FCS. However, my pros with him, he has clearly – he's at big and athletic. He's fast. He has he can place the ball well through, I think, one interception in his entire college career. There's a lot to like about him, but I think the fact that he hasn't played enough means that the Panthers could be a good situation for him where they have uh, Bridgewater and Sam Darnold, really, to evaluate. So they can sit him behind one or both for the season so he can learn – and then next season he can go in and be QB one or even in two seasons. Yeah, I agree. I think that that would be kind of a perfect situation for Lance because with two guys who are kind of experienced at this point um, in the league, I think having him a couple of se- giving him a couple of seasons to sit out and prepare instead of just throwing him in there uh, into the NFL as a starter will definitely help Lance, um, develop and possibly become a QB one at some point for the Panthers. However, I am not going Lance here. I'm going to go with Patrick Sertain, the second uh, cornerback out of Alabama. I think that here, I think the Panthers, I mean, I already have my top three QBs getting drafted in the top three. Um, So I think the Panthers are going to pass on uh, fourth or fifth best QB in the draft at eight, which is, kind of early to draft fourth or best, fourth or fifth best. Um, and I think they're going to take a cornerback who I think is a sure thing. I mean, he could have he could have gone to the draft last year, but he de- decided to stay. 
arguably the best corner of the league in the in the entire uh, Division One of college football this past year on the national uh, champion uh, team. And I think that he could make a very big impact on the Panthers' defense. I mean, his ceiling is through the roof. He could be a top-five corner um, at any point in his career. So I think Sertain would be the pick here for the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, one thing to really like about Sertain is he played for Bama and the SEC. It's not like he's not playing good receivers. He's playing some of the best receivers. Yeah, he's playing in decent QB competition as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But ninth overall, Denver Broncos. I'm going Justin Fields, my QB2. Absolute steal here, in my opinion. The concerns are about him. There's two theories. One, I have two theories. One, they're just racially bias-driven. Or two, they're a team like the Broncos putting them out to try to drop his draft stock. And if so, well done, because you're getting Justin Fields here. He's the fastest QB, probably. He might actually have the strongest overall arm. He's clearly smart. And I just think he's an all-around very talented quarterback. He was the best player against Clemson, led his team to the playoff and then the championship a year later, was big on getting players to play. So that's a leadership quality that is pretty important. And yeah, just an all-around good player. Miguel, you covered him a little earlier, but who do you have the Broncos taking? Um, yeah, at, at nine, I have the Broncos taking Mac Jones. Ugh. Um, I, I mean, I also have them taking a QB here. Uh, and with um, Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields, I think the Broncos are still going to take a QB and take Mac Jones. I know I said it's not a great idea to take a fourth or fifth best QB this early on, but I still think the Broncos are going to do it. I don't think necessarily that they should, but I think they will. Mac Jones had a great season, although he, he I mean, he had plenty of weapons on a team, but he did play a great season, uh, led, led Alabama to an undefeated national championship. And I think, I mean, with the right team, he can definitely play very well. So I had the Broncos taking them here. But Zach, you did mention Justin Fields falling very far. Um, so who do you think could be like a possible sleeper in this draft? I mean, first round or just all rounds? Because first round, I have first, a Z- yeah. first round, I have Zayvon Collins, who I'll end up having going to the Titans at 22 overall. Again, biggest concern, he's from Tulsa. Not great competition, but apart from that, absolute stud. And, yeah, who do you have as your first-round sleeper? I guess we can do late round later. See what yeah, did there. you can do that later if you want, yeah. Um, first-round sleeper, I'm going to say Jalen Waddell. Um, the reason – he would have been a sure a – If he played sure the full season. Five, right? Huh? I don't know about top five, but he would have been no, top ten for sure if he played the full 10, season. Top ten, 100%. Possibly even top five. Before, before his injury – um, he was injured for basically the whole season. Yeah. I forget what injury it was, but it was not good. It was something with the lower leg. Yeah. Um, but that kept him out basically the whole season. Even when he came back, he wasn't hundred percent, but I think he will recover from this injury for sure. And when he's in his best form, he is very good. And I think whatever team gets him will have a great wide receiver on their hands. I mean, I hope so. Cause am I, You'll see who I have taking him. But let's go to 10th overall. Cowboys, who do you have them taking? Um, at 10, I have the Cowboys taking Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. I think they that cornerback is kind of a need for the Cowboys. And Farley might be a, a little bit of a reach for Dallas here, but I think he has a lot of upside. And I think they're going to take him. He's arguably the best cornerback. Him and J.C. Horn are probably far and away the top two cornerbacks in this draft. Um, so, yeah, I haven't, I haven't taken Farley here. How about you, Zach? I have them taking a cornerback, but Pat Sertain, because he wouldn't have been taken by now. We covered him a little earlier. It's just good cornerback, great uh, from a good team. What else could you ask for? 11th overall, my, my New York Giants. I got them taking Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Bama. Miguel, I hope he turns out to be a star. And if he doesn't, it's on you. You'll have jinxed him. But yeah, he's the. When you look at the Giants' receive main receiver acu- acquisitions, 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 they yes. got Galladay, who's a big body receiver, which is good, but he doesn't exactly stretch the stretch the field. And then they have Shepard and um, Slayton, who are two good slot receivers. They need a speed receiver who can really stretch the field. That's Jalen Waddle for you, absolute baller. 
Yeah. I also have Jalen Waddle going here. I think this would be an absolute steal for the Giants. I think this would be a great pick. I saw Uh, one mock draft where they, I saw mock drafts where they, like earlier in the draft thing, like earlier in the offseason, where they had Kyle Pitts going here. I was like, please, (laughs) God. Now I think his stocks raise quite a bit because of his pro day. But also with the Giants, the main things I've seen are linebacker slash edge, uh, O-line or receiver here. Now, O-line, the main one is Rashawn, Rashawn Slater from mm-hmm. – he's good. Say. Didn't play this season. I think that might cost him, especially because Gettleman's quite an old-fashioned GM. And there's not – no linebackers or edge that are good enough or don't have enough character issues, <coughs> Michael Parsons, <coughs> to uh, be drafted here. So, And the Giants never really take players with character issues. The closest one they have to that is Odell Beckham. And he wouldn't, wasn't character issues. He was just like – he liked to express himself. Yeah, because, like, when have you ever thought of a Giants player who got into any trouble off the field before he got drafted? I mean, there's Plastico Burris shooting himself in a nightclub. What an idiot. But, yeah, <laughs> that's why I have them going waddle. 12, the e- my favorite team in the NFL, the Eagles, who definitely didn't throw away the ga- final game of the season. Who do you have the- them taking? Um, here I have the Eagles all – also taking a cornerback similarly to Carolina and Dallas. I have them taking J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, uh, the lesser USC, right? Zach? Hey, same. That's what I've been <laughs> taking as well. Um, but I think he's also a quality pick for the Eagles here. I think that they tra- – I mean, they traded back. I think they're probably just going to take a pick, just take somebody that fits um, – what they need and is also a quality player. So I think JC Horn fits what the Eagles want here. Yeah. Especially because who's in the, when you look at their division, they have to play Amari Cooper and CD lamb. Uh, the best receiving core in the NFL was um, Kenley Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and in our simulation, Jalen Waddle. So they'll probably need a cornerback who can guard receivers. Just JC Horn works really well here. He's my cornerback too. 13 overall, Chargers. Who do you got? Zach, you mentioned Rashawn Slater as a possible candidate. Yep. Giants pick. I have to go to the Chargers. Yeah. Western, offensive tackle. Um, A lot of people are saying behind uh, Seal, he he is, like, definitely – I've seen people saying he's OT1 or the best lineman because he's more versatile. Behind Penny Sewell. No, I've seen people say he's the best really? one overall. Yeah. Because mm. his I versatility, mean, he can play guard. Yeah, he he's definitely uh yeah, versatile. And um I think he also has a lot of upside. I think his floor is kind of high. Um, so I think he's a good pick for the Chargers, especially if they want to protect Justin Herbert, who seems to be a QB for of the future for them. Yeah, for sure. You need to protect your rookie quarterback. Rashawn Slater. 14th overall, Vikings. Who do you have them taking? I do not think we have the same pick here. I think I told you who my pick was earlier. Uh, I have Quiddy Pay. Yeah, no. Edge out of Michigan. I think this might oh, be Oh, you said it. Reach. I thought you can't say that word. I thought it was the team up north. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. From TTUN. Texas um, Tech University, Nebraska? No. Zach. Okay. You really always have to do this. Yeah. Um, but I think – I feel like Pay, from what I've seen, I've seen him play some, and he just fits a lot with, like, his, his style of play, I feel like fits a lot with the Minnesota defense. And I think he, like, how he plays would be a pretty good fit for Minnesota. I mean, I, I know this is, like, not the best way to judge whether – a team should take them, but I think that uh, Minnesota will like like how he plays, and I think that they will view him as a player who will fit into their system very well. Yeah, I mean, first of all, he, you know he can play in cold weather because he went to Michigan. Also, he's an incredible story. He was like a refugee, and now he's going to play the NFL, so good for him, good for him. My one, I don't have him here. I have him a little later. My one question about him is he had barely any sacks. And I know he got a lot of pressures, but lack of sacks is really um, concerning to me. That's why I have them take the Vikings taking Elijah Vera Tucker, USC offensive tackle. 
you can never have too many good offensive linemen, and that's exactly what the Vikings are doing here. Yeah. Who do you have the Patriots taking? That's not a bad pick. Um, 15, I had the Patriots taking someone who I think would also fit very well with the Patriots. I have them taking Trey Lance. Uh, you have them uh, a little bit earlier than me, Zach. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> but I think Trey Lance fits really – I mean, I've seen this – for a pretty long time now that the Patriots should take Trey Lance for sure. And I agree with it. I think that uh, Cam Newton doesn't seem to be really working out very well. And it seems like at this point, the Patriots need to get a QB for their future. And unless they don't make a surprise move and draft, I mean, trade for um, a QB right now, I think Trey Lance is the way to go. I think at, 15, even as a QB5, that's sort of a steal. I mean, he was really good at uh, NDSU. And, yeah, I, under Bill Belichick, I think he definitely has the potential to be in the top half of the league of QBs. I think that, well, we're not doing any um trade-ups or, like, trades at all that haven't already been done. It's Friday night. not Right now it's 9.55 p.m. So 9.55 p.m. Eastern time. So if any trades happen after this, we're sorry. Can't really do anything about it. But so that's why I don't, I can't, they can't take a quarterback because this is way too early for Kyle Trask, who is most people's QB six and kind of fits the Belichick way or Kellen Mond or Davis Mills, who are my QB six and seven. But I've been taking a player who character issues, nothing Belichick in the Patriot way can't fix. Got them going Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. The character issues are worrying. Let, don't get me wrong. Something about like really bad hazing at Penn State, uh, pretending there was a gun at his lunchroom when he was in high school. Not great, but if I had to have one coach to get it out of him, it would be Belichick. Apart from that, he's a very talented player. And I know I've said this about a lot of players, but big, fast, athletic, it's really all you need, especially from a linebacker. Uh, who do you have the Cardinals taking? And after that, everyone's like, hurry up. And because yeah. we don't. This episode running we'll, too long. We'll go less into it. But um, 16, I have the Cardinals taking Micah Parsons. Okay. Linebacker out of Penn State. I think he, yeah, you basically went went over everything. Um, but I think uh, he's a good pick for the Cardinals. I think that he fits well, and I think he's definitely a quality player. Who yep. do you have for 17, Zach? 16. Oh, six. Sorry, sorry. Cardinals, quitty pay. Uh. So that was six, six, pick 16. Now, before we get into the second half of the draft, who do, who do your late-round sleepers? Because I guess we're in the later half of the first round. Just absolute incredible at this, isn't he? Oh, incredible. And you came up with that too, right, Zach? Yeah. You know, like how I met your mother scene where like Barney's like, what is up? Like whenever he says anything that's like somewhat clever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't okay. start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I should. Um, but for a late-round sleeper, you guys – Nobody, I bet nobody has heard of this guy unless you're um, a diehard fan of college football or you have been looking at a lot of mock drafts. But I have Quinn Miners out of Wisconsin Whitewater. I actually have he, heard of him. Yeah, you have? Okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard of him a couple of times because of mock drafts, but he is actually seems to be a very quality guard. I think Wisconsin Whitewater is Division Two. Yeah. Or FCS, but... Um, yeah, he's very good. I think he has the potential to be like fourth or fifth round, but whatever team drafts him is getting pretty good quality. So I have him as my late round sleeper. My late round sleepers, I have uh, Kellen Mon, no, Davis Mills and Kellen Mon, but Davis Mills is my number one. He wasn't, he was, I thought he was, he showed good flashes this year at Stanford. He was a very high recruit going into college, wasn't great his first two years, but pretty good this year. I think a team that gets him in the fifth or the sixth round, a team like maybe the Steelers would be, that's a very good pickup for them. A team that has an aging quarterback and just test him out. I think that would be a great pick. Or um, also like Javante Williams as a running back from UNC. I think outside of Najee Harris and Etienne, this is a quite weak running back draft, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Because in my opinion, you should never take a running back in the first round. Because it's just never worth it. But, yeah, Javante Williams is – I thought he had a great season for UNC and shows a lot of promise. 
Yeah, I also think um, Michael Carter is or yeah. the other running back at um, Carolina. UNC. Yeah. And I think he's also definitely a sleeper as well. All right. So second half to draft player college player college position one sentence or so 17 Raiders. Uh, I've got Christian Derrissaw, OT Virginia tech. Yep. Um, yeah. I think this is a quality pick for the Raiders. Um, he's a very decent player. Uh, he played very well for Virginia tech past season. So, and definitely helps our offensive line. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, offensive line, important position. Let's go. 18s overall, Miami Dolphins. I think we have the same pick here. I've got Najee Harris yeah. right here. Okay. Um, and running back out of Alabama. And all you really need to know is the Dolphins had a terrible um, running game this past season. So Najee Harris, I think, will be a great pick here for the Dolphins, assuming he pans out. Yeah, I think that Najee Harris, my RB1 by a landslide. Everything I've heard about him, great guy in interviews, incredible leader. Just seems like a – I've seen, like, interviews with him. Seems like a fun, nice guy, the kind of guy you want in your locker room. Also, hell of a football player. Yeah. 19th overall, Washington football team. I've got uh, Washington taking Zayvon Collins, who you mentioned as a first-round sleeper, uh, linebacker out of Tulsa. Uh, he was actually – Super underrated this past season. People really only took notice when um, he started getting recognized for some rewards. So I think this will be another good pick for uh, the football team to take him. I've been going Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. Just tackles are useful. Tevin Jenkins is a good one. Yeah. I think that receiver might be a look here, but I don't have any receivers really this high up at all, like Tony, maybe more or Bateman, but I think these are all second tier receivers. And I don't think any of them are good or worth a mid first round pick 20th overall Chicago bears. Da bears. Um, I've got the bears taking Tevin Jenkins right here. I would have them taking possibly QB, but there, there's not really any good QBs left. Um, all of them gone within the first half of my, of, uh, my mock draft, so I have Jenkins here with um, going to the Bears. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like, uh, I really think Mac Jones would be perfect here for the Bears, but they did get Dalton, so quarterback isn't the biggest need, and I'm going Caleb Farley from Vatek. You covered him a little earlier. You had him going way higher than I did. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot higher on him than you yeah. are. Or, or just, I, it's, it's not even about you being hot. I just don't think he's as good. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's exactly what you mean. Or I don't think teams think he's as good. Okay. Um, 21 Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Here I'm going to go with a pick that a lot of people might think is a reach, but I've seen him play. I think he's very good. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Oh. Uh, he has super high potential. Um, and with the Colts needing, to kind of replace T.Y. Elton at some point with uh, a new wide receiver one. I think Bateman is a good pick for them here. Yeah, I mean, he was all right. If I'm not mistaken, he took a quite big step back this season. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not always indicative of how you're going to play in the NFL. No, but the Colts do need receivers. But I'm go. I, but they also need edge rushers. And this is, I think, our first edge rusher. Oh, no, Quiddy Pay. This is the second edge rusher I think I have. Quite, so it's quite quite a weak position, this draft. I've been going at Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Just a very good player. He's probably the second most famous edge from Miami in this draft, though, behind Rousseau. Yeah. But he's probably that, better. That's right. He is better. I would agree. Right. 22nd overall, the Tennessee Titans. I said who I, I've been taking. I've been taking Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, here I'm going to go Alex Leatherwood. Uh, offensive tackle out of Alabama. He also could have, similarly to Jalen Waddle, or who did I say? Yeah, Jalen Waddle, I think it was. I said that they could have gone to the draft last year, but decided to stay another year. Uh, and Leatherwood, also similar to Waddle, um, got injured at, although he got injured at the end of the season, so that kind of drops his draft stock. So this might be a little bit of a reach, but I think the Titans 
are getting a definitely quality offensive tackle here. So that's my pick. Yep. Uh, 23 overall, New York Jets. Who do you think will help their quarterback of the future, Zach Wilson? I have them taking somebody on defense, actually. Same. Is it the you same person? I have Jalen Phillips here. Oh, no. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you covered him. Edge out of Miami. Um, yeah, definitely quality player. Uh, Aziz Alujari, Edge, Georgia. Like, we both have them taking edges. I just have Phillips going already. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, next. Uh, 24, Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you have, Zach? Greg Newsom, the second cornerback, Northwestern. He's a good player. Yeah. And I know people like, this defense doesn't need any more players. But realistically, I don't think any to receive. The only re- the receivers aren't good enough to be taken here. Well, Tony, maybe. Definitely not running backs. And there's no quarterbacks. So I really even have a high second round grade on that are available here. They're going to need to replace Joe Hayden as well, right? Yeah, but I just think Newsom's probably the pick here. He's just a good yeah. cornerback. I think that's a good pick, but here I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, interior offensive lineman out of USC, and that's Southern California, not South Carolina. Um, and I think with Roethlisberger, um, per, like kind of nearing towards retirement, uh, I think Vera Tucker is good for two reasons. One, to protect Roethlisberger near the end of his career, and two, he fits very well into the timeline of – the Steelers getting a new quarterback and kind of starting starting uh, new again with their offense. 25 overall, Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them getting a weapon for um, Trevor Lawrence. Kadarius Toney, wide receiver, Florida. Doesn't even have to move that far. How far? You're you're from Miami. Do you know how far, um, how far Gainesville is from Jacksonville? No, I do not, but that, it's not super far. Okay, they're both in Florida, so how far can they be? They both have to deal with crazy people all the time, like Florida <laughs> men. But, yeah, Kadarius Tony. a lot of people have him very high, like much higher than I do, but I think he's a good receiver. I also have a wide receiver from the south. But, Let me guess. Uh, yeah. uh, so not Elijah – is it Elijah Moore? Yes, it is okay. Elijah Moore. Uh, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. I think this would be a perfect we- weapon for Trevor Lawrence. I think he's very underrated. Uh, last year, he kind of lost a spotlight to um, DJ Met- uh, DK Met- Metcalf at Ole Miss. Um, but this year, he uh, kind of came into the spotlight. I think he'll be a perfect um, wide receiver one for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So I guess we've uh, 26 overall. The Cleveland Browns, who one of the ex- most exciting teams. Who do you have them taking? I have them going with a defensive pick here, I think. Wait, defensive yeah. tackle? No. Uh, Interior defensive lineman, Christian Barmore. Oh, okay. It's the same player. Same player? Really? IDL is the same as DT. Oh, my bad. Like DT uh, slash nose tackle, but yeah. Yeah, my, my fault. Um, but... I think that this is a quality pick for the Browns, and I don't think they really need a specific uh, position right now. So I think taking best player available would be good here, and Barmore's, in my opinion, a steal at 26. Yep, same, but D-tackle isn't that useful or that valuable in today's NFL. Yeah. 27 overall, uh, our favorite team, the podcast's favorite team because they gave us a coach. Well, they gave us an interview. Baltimore Ravens. Who do you have them taking? I have someone you already said. I have Aziz Ajulari, edge out of Georgia. I think the Ravens could use an edge, so I think uh, this would be a good pick for them. I'm going a different edge. Joe Tryon, edge out of Washington. I think I'm higher on a lot of edges than you are. Well, I was higher on one, and then yeah, it just like set like a catalyst. No, just in general, you are. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> No, what does that mean, Miguel? Nothing. Okay, <laughs> moving on. 28, New Orleans Saints. Who do you I'm, have, Zach? I'm going to mess up this pronunciation. I have them going JOK, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Or Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa? Yeah, Jeremiah Awusu, Awusu Koromoa. I didn't mess it up that badly. Yeah, he can cover, he can rush, he can stop the run. All around good player. Yep. And I have Greg Newsom here. Greg Newsom, the second cornerback at a Northwestern, dominant player when he played at Northwestern, uh, picked off Justin Fields, I'm pretty sure. Um, so 
I guess that tells you something. And the Saints, I think, could use a cornerback. So I think it's a good pick here. 29. Idiot. Uh, the Packers, I think you mentioned this player earlier. The Alabama offensive tackle, Alex Leatherwood. I was considering between having them take him or a quarterback who they were never going to play because, like, they seem to like to do that. This is Ritter play- taking a player who actually might help Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, offensive tackle, Alabama. Had to protect against some of the best players in the country. He did his job very well. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. I have them taking someone you just said, uh, Jeremiah Owusu Karamoya, uh, linebacker out of Notre Dame. I think he could go as early as, like, um, late, late uh, tens. I think he could go like late tens. 19. I think he'd go like 16, if anything. I think if he drops this far, yeah. I think if he drops this far, this is a great pick for the Packers. Um, 30, who do you have, Zach, for the Bills? Jason Owa, Penn State Edge. Do you have him Do you have him as well? Yep, I also have him. Yeah. Do, do you want to speak about him? Well, no, I mean, he's just also um, – him and Micah Parsons were uh, definitely two bright spots on Penn State who had a kind of a down season, but um, – yeah, he's definitely a very quality edge. I think 30 is a good spot for the Bills to draft him. So, yeah. Yeah. 31, I have the Ravens going. Uh, another team we love on this podcast. Well, it's the same team, actually. A player you already mentioned as your wide receiver four, I think, or five. Elijah yeah. Moore, wide receiver, Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah. He'll, re- he's, he'll really stretch the field, which is exactly kind of what you want with Lamar because they already have the uh, Mark Andrews figure like, who can – play like the short out, but Elijah Moore, who you can stretch a field, create space for Lamar to run into and to open up that running game. Uh, yeah, I would have had a uh, Kadarius Tony, who you said as my second option for the Ravens here, but first option, I'm going to go with Trayvon Moerig, uh, safety out of TCU. I think the Ravens could also use safety more than they could a receiver, in my opinion. Um and I think this will definitely help their defense, especially for the future. All right. Okay, last pick, 32. Who do you have the defending champs? Gregory Take. Rousseau, edge Miami. I think this would be a steal for him because I've seen people, I've seen mock drafts where he goes as high as the Giants at 11. And the fact that he's this low is impressive. He had 15 sacks, if I'm not mistaken, two seasons ago, opted out last season. But the main thing was the players who took his place were pretty good. So it might have been a system. Still think he's a quite good player. And Let's be real. The Bucs don't have that many holes, and this does this helps them quite a bit as well. So, must be nice. Yeah. Um, scratch what I said about Alex Leatherwood. I meant to say that all of that about Landon Dickerson. Sorry. That's awkward. And that's who I have. <laughs> that's who I have. He's also he's an interior lineman out of Alabama, so offensive line from Alabama. I mixed them up, um, but definitely quality guy. Was able to pre- protect Mac Jones basically the whole season. Um, until his injury um so yeah i think he's definitely a good pick for the buccaneers who don't really need anything in particular they can really take a swing on anybody so i think this would be good to protect brady okay all right let's finish off with some more superlatives yes who's your biggest bust my biggest bust i think you might have this too i have zach wilson how dare you slander such a great first name (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just the, just by the first name, you already know this guy has some terrible potential. I mean, you'd agree, right, Zach? Yeah, but the thing is, he's going to the Jets, which is a terrible landing spot for a quarterback. Because, first of all, you don't do good. The New York media will get on top of you immediately. Not great weapons. A first-time head coach who's, who's a defensive head coach. And just a lot of it just doesn't look great for him. Also, I think he's quite overrated the way it is. Yeah, his situation does not help in any way. Assuming he gets drafted to the Jets. Um, who do you have for highest floor? Now, this is an odd one because I don't love him, but I think that apart from Trevor Lawrence, I'm going – apart from all the obvious players, I think Mac Jones because, like, he's fairly basic. You know what you're getting. I think you're just going to get a mediocre quarterback, which is fine if that's what you're looking for. And since I haven't moved to the 49ers, I think that's kind of the perfect situation because they have a very good defense that can lead them to a Super Bowl. And if Mac Jones can hold on to the ball, just do what he needs to do, yeah. But he's not going to break any records, but. I would agree with this if I had him going where you have him going. But for him going to the Broncos, 
I would have to disagree with him having a high floor. I do not think he uh, has low bus potential. I think he actually has pretty high bus potential. Um, so here I'm going to go uh, Sewell, um, who we mentioned. I think he – I mean, people have been mentioning him. You said, like, him and Lawrence at, at one point were um, both fine for the number one pick. Um, and I think he – to me, seems like a sure thing. I mean, I could always be wrong. Uh, people are often wrong with offensive tackles, but I think he is a sure thing, in my opinion. Who yeah. Do you for high ceiling. Trey Lance. I mean, among non-obvious players, because like, let's be real. Kyle Pitts has the Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase have ceilings of being the best players in the league at their positions. I have Trey Lance, cannon of an arm, very athletic, not experienced enough, but seems from all accounts very smart guy. And I think that's puts that together, sits a year or two behind a a good quarterback, can put it all together. I'm gonna have to split this between two Alabama players. One is Devontae Smith, who a lot of people were questioning, including myself, on how big he is because he's 175 and six feet, which um, is a concern because it's hard to go up with guys like Jalen Ramsey when you're that small. Um, uh, and another one, but, but he is obviously a great player. So I think he's got a lot of upside and could surprise a lot of people. And the other one is Najee Harris, who I've heard other people, including you, Zach, um, doubt and say he's overrated. So I think Najee Harris, and if he gets drafted to the Dolphins, he's going to have all the chances he needs to prove himself. So I think Najee Harris would be another guy who could have a very high ceiling. Yeah. I mean, running backs, like, I don't love running backs at all. Just that running back hater. This podcast should just be named We Hate Running Backs, except only half of us actually do. It's just, like, great name. I mean, I think the thing is, like, the Giants taking Saquon Barkley, good player, second overall massive reach for a player at a position that ends up not making that much of a difference because you saw how uh, Wayne Gallman was quite good for us down the stretch, which shows running back that high is not that necessary. I think you target running backs in the later rounds, like, Nick Chubb, one of the best. Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry are two of the top three running backs in the league, in my opinion. Both second round players. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. Now let's do some hot takes sent in by you, the listeners. Follow us on Instagram at the top three podcast so you can see. First of all, so you can send in hot takes and also you can see what episodes we're doing next. Honestly, a great deal. Also, believe it or not, most people don't notice. Follow on Instagram is free, it doesn't cost any money. Well, at least for this limited time, we will not charge you if you want to follow. Uh, Miguel, what's our first hot take? Our first hot take is that Mac Jones is the QB5 in this draft. What do you think of that, Zach? Wrong, he's QB7. No, uh, Loki, I might have him as QB6. Wow, that is... Unbelievably low. Funny. And you have him going three. Well, <laughs> believe it or not. any sense. First of all, I think that Kyle Shanahan knows a little more than I do about... And uh, who do you have as QB5 over Mac Jones? Kellen Other Mond. Other than the obvious four. What was it? Kellen Mond. Oh, my gosh. And then Davis Mills at seven. I'm and sorry, then, but that's a bad. That's then not Kyle bad. Trask at eight. Then Felipe yeah. Franks at nine. Then Ellinger at 10. Then Ian Book at 11. And I don't know anybody else. Uh, that I, I'm sorry. That's a bad list. Okay. I don't think Mac Jones is... No, I think I'm being a little harsh on Mac Jones. He probably is QB5, in my opinion. This is the thing is, he has very little upside to me. Like, how much better can he get than he already is? And, like, you want to draft a quarterback that has – you want to draft players that aren't as good as they'll already be. And maybe he doesn't get better. Maybe – but maybe that could also be fine. But I just don't – I think it depends. If he's going to the 49ers, it's fine if he's never going to that that much better because he has a good coach and good good defense. But if he were to go to, say – I mean, the Jets won't draft him, but who do you have him going to? I'm going to the Broncos. Exactly. The Broncos need a quarterback who can adapt and grow, and that's why I'd, I'd honestly rather have Kellen Mond if I'm them. That's, that's really fair. harsh. Yeah, I definitely have his QB5, but I, I no higher. I think he's quite a distant QB5, though. Okay. I understand that. I think you, I think that I think that Mac Jones is a QB4, in my opinion, but he's definitely – him and him and Lance are in like definitely the category of definitely below uh, Wilson Lawrence and Fields. Yeah. What's the next hot take, Zach? 
Our next hot take is that Sua will be a boss and Slater will be an all pro. I kind of agree with the second half of this, especially if he gets moved over to guard. Slater could be. Sewell's not going to be a boss. He's a sh- very good offensive tackle prospect. Yep, I agree. I actually disagree with both of these things. I don't think Slater will be that good. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like he just, I don't know. It, it also depends where he goes. I mean, it depends on everything, but I, j- I just think. That, that I feel like it's a big statement to make, but it, it, is, a, it is a hot take, so I'm not going to say it's a bad hot take. What's our next hot take, Miguel? Our next hot take is that Waddle is going to be the best wide receiver from, from this draft class and is a future top five wide receiver in the entire league. Wow. No. I mean, okay. Future top five receiver, we can't really tell who will be the best receivers in five e- like in the future because – Devontae Adams won't be around. Hopkins won't be around. Metcalf will be. So let's see. Who do I have as I think will be better? I think Chase will be better. Kyle Pitts will be better, but we can call him a tight end. AJ Brown might be better. Metcalf might be better. Diami Brown is a shout to I don't know. Diami Brown, I don't think he's getting enough love. No, you cannot say he's better than <laughs> No, I think he's not the best player from the draft act. But I can't say he's going to be a top five receiver in the future because I don't know who else will be receivers in the future. That, that's a good point, but I think I think Waddle has the ability to be the best wide receiver in this class. Top five in the top five in the league will be difficult for him, but it all depends one on his uh, where he gets where he goes, two how his, how his injuries affect him, and three whether Jamar Chase, uh, Devonte Smith, etc. Um, also do well, or if they um, don't do as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors, but also very possible, but I'm going to disagree with it. Okay. Our next hot take is, I lost it, is that um, Trevor Lawrence going to be like Matt Ryan just a little quicker? I mean, I kind of see this as like the style of play, like pocket passer, but I think Lawrence is much, much more athletic, and he's also quite, I think he's a little bigger. Yeah, I was going to agree. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is a much better runner. Yeah. Like, that That's the reason he has so much appeal is because he's a very he's a six, six quarterback who can run. Yeah, and he's a pretty decent runner. He's pretty athletic and can get around. So I wouldn't compare him to Matt Ryan. I don't really know who I would compare him to. He's not really comp- comparable to any quarterback right now. What would you say, Zach? I mean, I think Andrew Luck was the perfect comparison for him. But uh, he's kind of retired. May I know this is a weird one. Not Herbert has like a stronger arm, but it's probably less accurate. I think Matt Ryan's quite good. I like that one. Ben Roethlisberger, maybe. Not really. No, Roethlisberger doesn't have the, you. I think you for Lawrence. The reason he's such a generational talent is because you you've got to combine quarterbacks to come up with like a comparison for Lawrence. It's kind of like the body, and like um arm strength of Roethlisberger, but like the athleticism of, I want to say, who's like a quarterback who's not crazy athletic, but can get the job done. I think maybe kind of like Josh Allen. That's like, a good one. I like that. Josh. I think he's Josh Allen's more athletic though. Yeah. Maybe prime Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, we can make comparisons for days, but I think that's what he is. I think he's a bigger, slightly weaker arm Aaron Rodgers. In fact, he's not even Aaron Rodgers at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't, I think we're going to agree that it's not exactly like Matt Ryan, but there are some features that are similar to this. Um, Our next hot take is that Justin Fields will be a generational quarterback. I already said yes to this, so I have nothing to add to it, but I'm going to agree. What do you think, Zach? How many generational quarterbacks are in the league right now? Mahomes? Lamar and Watson and Allen, is that it? Like, we need to, like, decide on how many are there at a time. Is there one? Like, what counts as a generation? Like, Generational is the quarterback, quarterbacks of the future. So, like, when you think of the ones, like, that are kind of leaving leaving the league uh, soon, it's going to be, like, Rodgers, Brady, I guess you could say Russell Wilson. Okay, so I guess there can only really be – so is this a fair definition? A generational quarterback is a ho- Hall of Fame quarterback 
or someone who's at top five in the league for at least three years. Fair. So based on both of those, think about other generational quarterbacks. Mahomes could have been Watson if, like, you know, he didn't like massages a little too much. Uh, Rodgers, Brady, Drew Brees, that's it for the league right now. Maybe, maybe Russell Wilson, maybe Lamar. I mean, maybe Russell Wilson. Okay. Definitely top five. Never had an MVP vote, has he? Okay. So, we need him to be a top top three quarterback for multiple years. No. I don't think he's that good. I think his accuracy is a little worrying. And his pocket press, he's not, he's a good runner. He doesn't like to move enough. And I think that could be worrying, especially in the NFL when the the ends, when he's not playing as by far the best offensive line. I think you make some good points, but I'm going to say I agree with the hot take. Homer. What's our next hot take? Our next hot take is one that I love. It's that she, they admit it wasn't that hot, but it's that Justin Fields is better than Zach Wilson, not Russell Wilson, for sure. Let's go 100% agree on this one. I also definitely agree. Zach Wilson has two things over him. He has better footwork, which isn't that good. And he has better ways of throwing from angles and a platform, which is probably useful if you're on the Jets because, like, you know, you're going to get rushed a lot. But I think uh, Fields has a better arm overall. Maybe Wilson – I think the accuracy is probably quite close. Fields is bigger. He's faster. He's, from what I hear, smarter. Zach Wilson wasn't the captain of his team, apparently. You see that? Yeah, I know. Do you think but, anybody went to his 21st birthday party? Oh, you don't get... Have you seen the movie Draft Day? No, I haven't. Okay, never mind then. I thought you were going to say the second thing that Zach Wilson had going for him was his name, but... Zach Wilson's also a legend. He For his high school prom, he took not one, but two different cheerleaders. Well, he also... Is more To a Mormon school. Yeah. <laughs> and you think you should have multiple... They have like Partners, 30 so. wives. The <laughs> top three podcasts where we talk about football and Mormonism. Don't just become a Mormon podcast where we just talk No, about- we're not becoming a Mormon podcast, Zach. Uh, we could get Jimmer Fredette jerseys. <laughs> yeah. I know someone who like went to the rival high school of Jimmer Fredette. Apparently, Jimmer was pretty good at high school. But Bel- most people don't realize <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have. I think we have two outtakes left, Miguel. What are they? I'll just read them both out because Miguel can't access them. First one is Fields is the second best quarterback available. Yes, sir. I mean, I, um, this is just a Justin Fields yeah, fan I podcast. We, we need him to do well or like our, integ- or our yeah. chances are done. And our second one is Trevor Lawrence will be the Tim Tebow of the 2020s, but with no stellar minor league baseball career. Now, I think that off the field are quite similar. Like they're good guys, both quite Christian. On the field, that is a disservice to Tim Did Tebow. They both quite Christian. Like they're both quite religious. I mean, like they I keep to themselves a lot. Like they, like off the, like I hear a lot of people like off the field. Trevor Lawrence is quite similar to Tim Tebow. Oh, which okay, is, got it, got isn't it. a bad thing. I think that's first of all, Tim Tebow is more athletic and was pro- a little larger, but Lawrence is a much better arm. It's just a better player all around. That's honestly disrespectful to Trevor Lawrence. You should be yeah. ashamed of yourself. Whoever said that in. <laughs> I don't think I would say you should be ashamed at yourself because here at the top three podcast, we do not shame people. Yes, we do. But no, we don't. We shame, we shame Except, Mac unless Jones. You're Zach. We all we do is shame Mac Jones. I feel kind <laughs> um, of bad for him. What if he's like incredible? Like, I don't know, but I think, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence will not be like Tim Tebow. If you're talking about his um, football career, not his personality, because Lawrence, I think, will have a much better career than Tebow. Okay, then. Well, that's it for the podcast. Uh, yes, out of early 10.32 at night. Some of us... Wow. Because a- we decided to do it at 9 o'clock because we had a Western Coast guest who didn't show up. <laughs> nice. To be fair, he's still not home. I just texted him. It's 7.30 there. Yeah, I know, but he was supposed to be home at 6 o'clock their time. Yeah. It's yeah, it's so weird to think that, like, is it 10.30, like, a, I mean, what do you have planned for the rest of your night, Miguel? 
nothing, but I, I mean, have to finish homework. I mean, I saw you earlier. It was a good time. You got some ice cream. Okay, we, we should cut this out. Dagon, please cut this out. Or don't. It's a nice part. Shows that no, we have here. Not a nice part. Nobody shows that cares I... that we got ice cream and you tried to break neighbor's phone. <laughs> okay, that didn't really happen. Uh, well, oh, anyway. really? Oh, anyways. Shut up. Anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Tile 3 Podcast. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week. I'm Zach Cohen. I'm Miguel Munoz, and this is the Top 3 Podcast.